Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. I tell you what, it is a blast. We are live this morning here on the Home Business Radio Network. My name is Troy Dooley, and I tell you what, it has been a phenomenal year. But i got to tell you this. I've had some people say, Troy, we, we tuned in to listen live and didn't hear you. Hey, that's okay. Here's what you do. If you go to the homebusinessradionetwork.com, homebusinessradionetwork.com, you can pick up our shows twice a day uh, because that is where we actually broadcast daily. What you guys get to listen to here is when I'm actually doing the calls, recording them live, and then we upload them over there so people can hear them. It's phenomenal, but we do that daily over there. So there's a lot of different shows that you get to hear of mine that are over there. I think that you'll enjoy those. And we were and, and so for the listeners that have asked, Troy, are you still doing the shows? Yes, we are. We're getting better at it when we're on the road. i got to tell you, that does get to uh, – when we're on the East Coast, it's, it's terrible because it's the middle of the day over there. It's like 10 o'clock right now. Here, it's the beginning of the morning. So, I mean, one hour is a huge difference when you're actually busting your butt and working. Uh, but my shout-out to all those in the Midwest, looks like Kansas City, Missouri, all those areas up there uh, woke up to monster snow over 10 inches. Uh, when you get out into Kansas – and Cal- or, uh, Colorado, they're up to 15 inches of snow. And uh, it's not like that down here. It's actually a little cool this morning, but the sun's shining. Spring breakers are out there in their skivvies or, or teeny-weeny bikinis, if you want to. But, oh, it's crazy. Hey, life is great. And today we're looking at something. You know, one of the things that I love to do is to go back through and look at what is it that I have been working on, what is it that I have learned. What is it that I need to continue to learn and work on? And we've been in the, the topic of success. And today I want to go deeper to, to success. I can't speak. Let's try English. Success at the next level. You know, success is a journey. I'm not trying to be cliche. I'm, I'm literally, I'm listening. When, when I started my career, Paige and I talked about this the other day. We have some goals, some monthly goals, annual goals, if you will, monetarily. Honey, here's what we want to be able to accomplish. And we look at when we really sat down together and, and set our goals, what happened. Now, when I was, and some of you guys know the story, when I was young, I wanted to accomplish some stuff. We, we ended up accomplishing those things before the age of 25, a net worth of, of over a million dollars. I mean, it, it, you know, all on paper. Things look good on paper, don't they? You know, making good income, traveling, doing some things, buying some things, doing whatever we wanted to do. And then, as like most people, you can end up losing that. So you stop. Here's what I call that. When you're, when you're on your way to the, down the road on the journey of success, and you have, a, a, have a, a time when you all of a sudden seem to hit a brick wall, the bridge is out, a detour, whatever you call it, a pothole, you know, that doesn't mean that you've failed. It means you got off track. And over, over our marriage, I mean, we've been married 25 years, but over that time period, we've had a lot of, of times when it seemed like the vehicle we were riding in died and we had to get a new vehicle. It, it seemed like the road that we were on, all of a sudden it petered out and it made us wonder what the heck was going on. You know, did we not hit the right spot or, or what happened? It's amazing. I can remember just this year, it was in January, I, was, I'd been, I couldn't sleep one night and I woke up after having a dream. And that dream is that we'd been headed down one, one, one way. We went up a, through a valley and up the hill, and all of a sudden it just dead-ended. It's like, what the heck's going on? And 
We saw a guy sitting alongside. And this was a dream. Listen to me. Saw a guy sitting up on the on the side of the road, on the side of a mountain, and he said, "Hey, the road over the hill. That's the new road. You guys were on the old road. Go look at the new road." Well, it was about two weeks after that that I got a phone call and I inked a deal with a brand new equity firm that I've now become the strategic partner with. And it's like, wow, man, that was a, a total. Now, I, dreams are dreams, but you know, you got to look at life that way. So as we get into today, the topic of today's stage radio show is, am I willing to do the tough jobs? Successful people do things that unsuccessful people are unwilling to do. You know, when I had that dream, I kept wondering, what's that about? What's that about? You know, had I just sat in the same vehicle that is at the dead-end road, I wouldn't have accomplished anything. But by getting out and asking questions and asking for directions, we were able to climb over the hill in my dream and down into a new road, a new valley, a new adventure. You guys know how, how I am with epic adventures. It's really an amazing thing. It's wild. But so many times I, I see people that say they want to be successful, and they're not. I shot a video today. Because it's spring break, I see all these families down here. I see these college kids down here. And in my video this morning, I said, I asked the question, are you planning for your vacation or are you creating a life? See, so many times I see stuff on TV, I see stuff on the Internet that, that basically says, get rich quick. You can get rich today. Go buy a lottery ticket, you know, stuff like that. It took Paige and I 10 years from the time we came to Destin, Florida in 1990 when Jetty was a baby, or not Jetty, Dalton was a baby, to 10 years later, he was 10 years old, when we finally made the move. And we have not looked back. We're in our 14th year. From our financial goals to our family goals to our life goals, we've had the ups and downs. We've been successful, and at other times, we've been on a dead-end road. And other times we've had to change vehicles. But what we didn't stop doing was moving forward, pushing it to where we needed to be. See, that's the name of the game. That's the power of understanding that you've got to be willing to take the tough jobs. See, we knew when we moved to Destin, Florida, that we were moving down here with a temporary job. I was in between network marketing companies. I'd taken a position with the Census Bureau because of my military record. I was a, I could score higher than other people. And I was a trainer traveling all over the, the panhandle of Florida. But that job was temporary. Very quickly, the Lord opened the door for me to become a project manager for a top-tier software company that did a lot of Department of Defense work. From there, he was able to put me into a position that was really my sweet spot, which was working with a network marketing company locally. And since that time, we have never looked back. Our influence and, and what we do has been able to just explode and, and excel because we were willing to take the tough jobs. We were willing to do what others wouldn't do. But what does it mean? What does it mean when somebody says you've got to be willing to do what others won't? 
is that a whatever it takes mindset? Is that being more honest and ethical? I mean, Seth Godin says all marketers are liars. I mean, what, what, Troy? What are you talking about? Well, let's look at some things because I think this is also something that as leaders we need to focus on and we need to look at. I think it's what really sets us apart from just the typical everyday folks. Number one, successful people take the tough jobs. See, the ability to accomplish difficult tasks earn others' respect very quickly. This last week I was working for the firm up at one of their companies called Vita Cup International. They were having a some software issues, and, and they, they really felt confident in the company. They just did not feel like they were communicating correctly. Because of the years I spent working for a technology company called ProStep, which was also a, a network marketing company, and then I worked for some other companies, and I've learned software, I was able to communicate with the programmer, and we were able to get that issue fixed. As I left there on Thursday afternoon, or excuse me, Friday afternoon, Jeff Mack, the CEO of the company, said, Troy, thanks so much, man. You, you took such a load off my plate. You know, that made me feel good because he's able to grow the company, build the company, do what CEOs are supposed to do, and I was able to take a load off of his plate. See, being successful doesn't mean being number one. John Maxwell wrote a book called Developing the Leader Within You. We're going to cover that, that book not too long from now. I believe it points out some of the quickest ways of solving problems. One of the things that he touches on, he says, problems continually occur at work, at home, and in life, really in general. My observation is that people don't like problems, weary of them quickly, and, while, and will do almost anything to get away from them. This climate makes others place the reins of leadership into your hands. If you're willing and able to either tackle their problems or train them to solve them, your problem-solving skills will always be needed because people will always find problems. My wife giggles every now and then because she knows one of my favorite movies. It's, it's how I came up with the name Dalton. It's called Roadhouse. It was played by Patrick Swayze. And Patrick Swayze, if you know the movie, he wasn't the bouncer. He was the cleaner. He wasn't the owner. He wasn't the guy that did all the dirty work. He was the guy that the owners brought in to clean up the messes. And his philosophy in life was be nice until it's time not to be nice. See, my role that I play is that of a mediator, that is a problem solver, that of a cleaner. So that's my leadership role. I solve problems that other people find difficult. I uncover problems and then find the solutions very quickly so that they don't be fester and become a, a major issue. I'm one of those kind of guys that says, let's focus on the small details so that we never have to worry about them. Because I believe that it, when you track down history, it's never the major things that cause a company to fail. It's always the little things. Number two, successful people pay their dues. U.S. Senator Sam Nunn once said, you have to pay the price. You will find that everything in life exacts a price, and you will have to decide whether the price is worth the price. See, to become successful, to move down the road of success, 
you're going to pay the price. Now, that may be like in, in, in my case. You know, I, I used to run a country club, learned to play golf, loved golf, and I haven't played golf in over 13 years. I thought it was a very relaxing sport. It might be one of those things where I love to, to work with wood with my hands, but the only time I seem to get to do that is at Christmas time. I pay the price. Paying the price may be traveling more than you really want to. Right now I am on the road three out of four weeks out of the month. It's not the, the best thing. Now what's cool about it is most of those trips I can take my family, and that's my number one priority these days. If my family can go with me, I'm in. If they can't, then I don't. Now there are times when I travel without my family. I will be doing that next week, but that's, that's something that we decided as a family. And then the following week they'll be with me as I go back up to Charlotte and I host the launch event for Vita Cup International. Number three, successful people work in obscurity. You don't see my name on a bunch of websites. I'm not out there tooting my horn at all the companies that we work with. The goal is to fix the issues and support the people that lead those companies. That's why I wear a wristband that says, I am second. Now, does that mean that every successful person has to be number two? Absolutely not. There are some people that, like Jeff Mack and Donna Valdez and others, Bob Grease, who's my partner over at Grease Funds, they need to be number one. That's what they are. But they started years ago working in obscurity, taking the time paying the price, doing the tough jobs. Reminds me of Moses. <laughs> I was just, you know, a lot of people say, Troy, why do you always use the Bible? Because it's relevant. Matter of fact, on over on Facebook, I put up a post today that 100 million people have downloaded the Bible app on their smartphone. I had one of my buddies comment, Troy, I've been telling people for years, even if you don't see the spiritual side of the Bible, just the principles of living are worth worth reading. Well, that's how I see it. And one of those people was, was Moses. Now, Moses was destined to lead a nation. But he was born a Hebrew. The king had said, kill them all. His mom put him in a river. The princess found him. The mom ran out and said, hey, we've got a mother who just lost her baby who is wet with milk. I know I'm using all these old phrases, but basically she was ready to nurse. Why? Because she just had a daggum baby. So they brought her in as the nursemaid to take care of the baby. He was raised in luxury, raised in everything. One day saw a Hebrew man being beat, and he went over and killed the two Egyptians and then ran for his life. Lived out on the other side of the desert, taking care of sheep. A man who had been raised in the luxury of the palace, taking care of some things until God said one day, it's time to lead a nation. Joseph's another one, one of my heroes in the Bible. He was a lot like me. He probably as a kid went around telling everybody, I am the greatest. God told me I'm going to, you guys are going to bow down to me someday. Not the best thing to say to your brothers. So what did they do? They ripped off the coat that his dad had made him because he was his dad's favorite. You know how them youngins always are. The youngest is always the one that's favored. So what happened? Sold him into slavery. 
He went over to Egypt. They found out he was pretty good at things, and soon he was working his way up as a top-notch slave. Ended up in, in one of the big leaders' houses. The Bible says Joseph was a stud. Now, this is my paraphrase. Trust me, the Bible doesn't say he's a stud. but said he was handsome. The wife of Potiphar, the man he was working for, she's a little bit, she's one of these like hotties that you see on TV, you know, the, the, the wives in Atlanta or one of those things, always looking for the what's greener on the other side. She saw him and decided she had to have him, wanted to bed him down in bed, have a little nookie while her husband was gone. Joseph said, absolutely not. She grabbed a hold of him and he ran. Well, back then they just wore these, what, dresses. So he left it behind, buck naked, flying out of the house. And what does she do? She yells rape, sticks him in a prison. Now in prison, he has the opportunity. Some people said, oh my gosh, the king is is distraught. He doesn't know what these dreams mean. And and Joseph said, well, I can can interpret his dreams. Here's, Here's what they mean. And sure enough, the people forgot that it was Joseph who did this for a long, long time. He's still in prison. Now he's running the prison, basically. Starts out as a teenager, is enslaved. He's an adult when finally the king calls and says, I can't get this. None of my soothsayers, none of my my sorcerers can figure this out. And, And one of the guys said, I remember a dude in prison. I don't know if he's still there, but if he is, he could answer this. And They called for Joseph, and Joseph was able to explain what the dream meant. The king was so happy, he made him the prime minister of the country, and it wasn't too long after that that his brother showed up, bowing down to him, saying, we need food, what can you do to help us? Success can be a tough journey sometimes. And successful people do more than is expected of them. See, that's the, that's the thing that most people don't understand. You work in obscurity for many, many years before you're ever at the top. Number four, successful people succeed with difficult people. Man, i got to deal with difficult people all the time. Matter of fact, I try to work with companies constantly to bring an end to some of the frustrations. Does it happen all the time? Absolutely not. But you try the best you can to make it happen. Usually it's the people at the bottom that are struggling to get at the top that won't do the tough jobs that it takes, that don't want to hurt. This weekend, I finally had a, a pinnacle moment where I said, enough is enough. I looked at myself in the mirror. It's not a pretty sight. I said to myself, I'm amazed my wife would even marry me because I sure wouldn't want to marry me the way I look. Went over to the Marine Corps website to look exactly what those young Marines have to do each and every day. I didn't look at what the 45 to 50-year-old Marine has to do. I looked at what those snot-nosed kids have to do, and I said, if I can do that, I will get into shape. And started my regiment this morning with a bowl of oatmeal and two eggs. And will continue. You have to work with difficult people, and to work with difficult people... You've got to be willing to get down on their level because if you don't and you don't work with them and you don't show them why, they have to push themselves out of their comfort zone. They have to get back the edge, the eye of the tiger if you're used to the Rocky films. 
There's a reason for this. And we all must do that. Number five, successful people put themselves on the line. I don't hide who I am. I don't, you know, we, we've got the brand Beachside CEO. We've got the brand MLM Help Desk. But it's when you type the name Troy Doolian that it all comes up. Because I don't hide. I stand by the words that I say and I write. They're not always right. But I don't have any doors on my closets. I don't have to worry about people saying, Troy, we read somewhere that one time you were arrested. Yeah, what was I arrested for? Assault with a deadly weapon with the intent to kill. Is that true? Well, yeah, that's not what the final charge was, but that's what I was arrested for. We heard you were arrested for attempted vehicular homicide. Well, yeah, that's what the charge was, but that wasn't what the final verdict was. See how things get played out? It's kind of interesting, isn't it? thing is, I just don't have any doors on my closets. And lately, I don't even have many closets because my wife's been shopping at Ikea, and as you guys know, Ikea doesn't have closets. But seriously... Successful people put themselves on the line. They're willing to risk it all for what they believe in, for what they stand for. That's what we have to do. Number six, successful people admit faults but never make excuses. My daddy taught me a lot of what to do, and there's a lot of things I've studied that he's done that I don't do today. But I'll never forget one day standing in front of him and him saying, Boy, don't make up any more excuses because all an excuse is is a cleverly disguised lie. And I'm the best there is at it, and you're the worst. Now, I think at the time he was trying to explain to me something. I don't think it was that my dad always made excuses. But what I learned was that I don't make excuses. When I fall short at something, I say, you know what? I got no excuse. This is this is why I fell short. Just plain and simple. When I screw up, when I do something on the radio or the TV and any of that, and I screw it up, I'm very fast to correct it. Because under no circumstances do I ever want somebody to say, why didn't you just admit it? So I believe a good time to make excuses is along the path of success, not when you think you got there. Just keep growing. See, the higher you go in your organization, the more successful, the more influence that you gain, the less people accept excuses. doesn't work that way. Number seven, successful people do more. Than expected. I mentioned that a minute ago. I got all my meritorious masses in the Marine Corps. That means that I went above and beyond the call of duty. And the reason I did it is because I wanted to be the best I could be, not just mediocre. To this day, I bust my butt for my clients day in and day out. I know what my value is, and I want to show them that I'm going to give them more than they dreamed of. I believe I can do that. But it takes time, it takes energy, it takes effort. you got to dig and dig and dig. you got to keep going when the going, you just want to quit. That's what it takes. Chris Hodges, he's a senior pastor 
and a, and a trainer over at Equip, just great organizations of Maxwell's. I study everything that I can. Chris is part of the, the organization of ARC, the Associated Churches. Uh, just great, great guy. Started the Potter's House in Baton Rouge. Just great things. He's constantly looking for things to do that others won't do, like helping in the inner city. Giving of himself. I've got a friend, John Fogarty, that's this way. He knows God's called him to be a preacher, but he's one of the most craftiest guys with his hands. He just built me a beautiful table. He's got the American flag on top of it. Just a rock star. Always willing to do more than's expected. I, I told him, hey, John, I want a table. He said, okay, tell me what you want. I kind of did, and he said it would be about 175 bucks. And I said, okay, and when I got it, I'm thinking, man, this is worth more than 175 bucks. I mean, custom legs, custom top, it's just a great thing. Going above and beyond the call of duty. Number eight, successful people are the first to step up and help. I remember walking into the Marine Corps when I was getting on the bus. One of the guys at the at the depot in Kansas City said, listen, dude, don't ever volunteer for anything. Like, seriously? Why? You'll be sorry if you do. Man, don't ever tell me not to do something. I'm there. I'm, I'm. I mean, it's midnight. We're getting off the plane. I'm headed over to the depot. You know, we're butthole to belly button. Standing there. Finally get. Finally hit the the rack. My, my all my hippie hair's gone, and I don't know if it's ever going to grow back. Just crazy. Next day we're sitting there. They said, "Hey, let's all go out and sit by the telephones. You can call home to your mommies." Well, we're sitting there, and we're sitting there, and we're sitting there. Finally, they said, hey, we need some volunteers to go over here and help us somewhere. Shoot, man, I'm bored to tears. I'm raising my hand. I'm going. I didn't care what it was. The monotony of just sitting there waiting for a telephone and not even knowing if you're going to be able to make a call, I was gone. Now I went and sat in a chair, nice, comfortable chair, for another four hours. Got back, oh, well, you missed your phone call. Well, it sucks to be me, but you know what? That started a habit. A discipline, if you will. Well, I volunteer all the time. Now, I know my boundaries these days, and I say no when I need to. I try to get back on a Sunday morning every Sunday for church because I get to volunteer behind the scenes on, on every day. I love that, man. Number nine, successful people perform tasks that are not their jobs. Theoretically, I wasn't hired to take care of software issues. I just happen to know what I'm doing. This week I'm traveling down to the firm itself to do some other work. I'm having a blast. I am in my sweet spot, but that doesn't mean that everything I do is necessarily my job. I just know that I can do it. And when I can, I'm willing to volunteer and do it and help. That's leadership. You learn about that in John Maxwell's books, 21 Laws of Leadership. And number 10 as we close out this call. Successful people take responsibility for their responsibilities the story of Job in the Bible is a great one to read about he took responsibilities I love that story because it helps me to understand what it takes to be successful so what are you willing to do when we get off what are you willing to do to change your life today you want to be successful I don't care if it's just in cleaning your house what are you willing to do 
Because if you're not willing to do what other successful people are already doing, then you will not become successful. Tomorrow we're going to be covering, am I ready? Actually, we won't. Tomorrow I'm going to be on the road, so that won't happen. But on Wednesday we're going to cover, am I ready to step up to my game? Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in a home-based business, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO her around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive powered radio.